here. I love being here and just sense uh, the atmosphere and the heart of the church and the worship. You have moved since I was here two years ago. How many was here two years ago when I was here for the beginning start of, of Open Church? How many was here? Okay. How many was not here? Lift your hand high. Hey, great. Awesome. Welcome to all of you that came uh, during these two years. Welcome to all of you who are actually living um, or sacrificing a lot to make Open Church a great place to be in this city of Hendola. Thank you so much. It's a privilege, it's an honor uh, to be here today. And um, I would just share a few things that, that God put on my heart for this celebration service. Uh, just if you don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of an old man, but I, I know I don't look like that, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a bit of an old man. And, and I was in, in Thailand a few years ago with my mother and my family, and we were sitting in a restaurant, and my daughter, she asked the waiter, so uh, how old do you, who do you think this man is married to? So my mother was there, and my wife was just beside me, and the waiter said, oh, he's married to her, and, he, and, he, and she pointed at my mother. And the reason for that was because, I mean, she's more than 80 years old, right? So the reason for that was because of my gray hair. So they were sure that I was probably the same age or something like that. Anyway, I'm married to a wonderful wife. She looks like she is half my age. We have five kids, and uh, we just enjoy that. We have three grandchildren. Two of our kids are married and have families, so we thank God for that. Okay, that's all about me. Uh, the other day in open church in Herning in Denmark, I was praying for uh, a lady who came with uh, her boyfriend. Her, his, her boyfriend was, has been coming in our church uh, on a prior occasion, and he brought this uh, girlfriend. And while we were talking, he said to me, hey, it's, it's, there's something about you. I, I th I've heard that you can pray for people so they, they become healed. I say, yeah, uh, I can do that. Sometimes, uh, and I do that sometimes, and yes, we see God do things. So, um, would you pray for my girlfriend because her one, of, her one hand, her, her right hand is, is numb and has been that for like several weeks. It came after we have been doing some work, and, and she really needs her hand to function well, but it's numb and she's, she's not feeling well. So, could you pray for that? And I thought, yes, of course, let's pray for that. So, I prayed for the hand. Uh, while we were there in the midst of everybody, and, uh, and God, God just instantly healed her hand. And she was like, she was like, I said, how do you feel? She said, I don't, I don't, this is crazy. It's gone. It's not here anymore. This is crazy. So she was like, she was so surprised uh, that God, he actually healed her hand. And I was surprised too, honestly. But... But you see, that's what God is doing. He's using people like us. He's using normal people. He's not using you because you're perfect or because you know how to do it or because you are the professional uh, healer or anything. He's just using us. And he's asking us to let us be used by him. Uh, the, church, the church exists primarily for two closely correlated purposes, to worship God and to work for his kingdom. This is said by a guy called N.T. Wright. Two very correlated purposes, 
to worship God and to work for his kingdom in this world. Those two purposes we cannot lose as a church. If without losing ourselves and without losing our legitimacy as church. If we lose our perspective of God and that we worship, we're here to worship him, and we, if we lose our perspective of uh, uh, his kingdom and we're here to spread his kingdom, we will lose our right to exist as a church, honestly. So, uh, so I will speak a little bit about kingdom culture today. Uh, and I will uh, actually start by reading from Luke 16, 16. In Luke 16, 16, we read like this. Until John the Baptist, the law of Moses and the messages of the prophets were your guides. But now, God's, but now the good news of the kingdom of God is preached. And everyone is eager to get in. Now say to your neighbor, everyone is eager to get in. Listen, when the kingdom of God is truly preached... People are eager to get in. When the, when the kingdom of God is truly presented, people are eager to get in. There's an urgency to get in because there's something they like. There's something they are attracted to. There's something that they want in their life. So if the church is not attracting people, Maybe the reason could be that we are not representing the kingdom in the way we should. Does it make sense? If your life is my life is not reflecting something that attracts people to our life, so probably the reason is that we are living too much in ourselves and too little in his kingdom mindset. When we live with a kingdom mindset, people are drawn to us. And, I, and I'm not saying this to say that you will become perfect when you live with a kingdom mindset. You are the one you are with your fights and your struggles and your life. But, but the kingdom is, is the ability to actually decide in your heart to live, from, uh, uh, to live on, on, on other values in your life. Okay? Let me, let me go on. The difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is very simple. In the Old Testament, it was purely an outside-in thing that it was all about. So in the Old Testament, serving and relating to God was purely about outside-in. Does it make sense? God on the outside. Laws on the outside. Regulations on the outside. God on the mountain with Moses. You cannot draw near because then you would get killed. So everything in the Old Testament was from the outside in. Your relationship with God was on the distance. In the New Testament, serving and relating to God became purely an inside out thing. In the New Testament, it turned around. It doesn't, it doesn't come from the outside anymore. It comes from the inside. Hello. You, you're, not, you're not here to wait for something that comes upon you from the outside. It comes from the inside. It's from the heart the life flows out. And that's why the Bible is saying when the Spirit comes upon you, you will, you will be like a well of living water flowing out of you. The water doesn't come from up, down. It comes from in, out. 
If, you, if you're waiting for God to come from up down, you're living in the Old Testament. You have to understand that there's a, there's a well on the inside of you. There's life on the inside of you. And if we are to represent the kingdom of God, we are not here to wait for something to happen or, or a sky or a shadow or a voice or what do I know coming down from heaven and manifesting. We are here to let release the life and the well of God on the inside of each and every one of us. Life and the New Testament and the kingdom of God is from the inside out. Say to yourself, it's from the inside out. And I don't know, I don't know if you're like me because years ago I was, we had meetings and we were waiting for God to come. Maybe you do it here, I don't know. Let's wait for God to come. I have good news for you. I have good, are you ready? He's already here. You, you don't need to wait for God to come. He's already here. It, it's like being in your house at home waiting for guests. And the guests are already in your living room, but you're standing in the front door waiting for your guests. Oh, they must come. We're waiting for the guests. When will they come? Let's look out the door. Let's look out and see if they're on their way. But, but they are already there. They're in the living room. They're waiting for you. God is not coming. He has already come. God is not coming. He has already come. God will not enter the room. He is in the room because you are here where two or three are together in my name. He, I'm among them. He is already inside of you. The well of life, the well of power, the well of resurrection, the well of change is already on the inside of you. And if you let that out... We are changing society. Amen? We, we can only change the atmosphere of any city from the inside out. We, we cannot change it the Old Testament way. We have to do it the New Testament way. We, 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 cannot, we cannot make a difference in Andola if we are waiting for God to do something. Okay, listen to me. We cannot change Endola if we are waiting for God to do something. Oh, God, please come and do something. Please come and change the city. God, please come and bring revival. Do I believe in prayer? Yes, fervently I believe in prayer. But I also believe in the Word of God. And the Word of God tells us that He's already here. The Word of God tells me that Jesus Christ came to save the world. I don't need anything else than that. That's the power of the gospel. He is already here. He has already shown the whole world that he loves the world so much that he gave his son. Right? What else should he do? So, so don't wait for God to come and do something. You start do, doing something. Does it make sense? It's not about us waiting. It's about us doing. God is waiting for us to do something where, when we are waiting for him to do. Stop waiting. Start doing. Open church is about doing. Why? Because we believe that God has already come, that he is among us, and he has presented his will from, from, for each and every one of us from his heaven. Amen? Uh, <clears throat> so you can say it like this. It's not enough to go to church. Church has to come out of you. It's not enough to go to church. Church has to come out of you. 
if church comes out of us, the kingdom of God is spread. And that shift came with John the Baptist. From the days of John the Baptist, the Bible declares the kingdom of God was being preached. And God spoke to the Jews about this already in the Old Testament. He said there will be a day where, where you will no longer need your, the laws on the tablets. I will place my laws in your hearts. And each and every one of you, the youngest, the oldest, everyone, will know my laws by heart. Right? That was what God said. So the New Testament, it's a hard thing. It's on the inside. It's already there. So you're sitting there in your chair. If you know Jesus, you're sitting there like a light bubble. You're sitting there like a projector. You're sitting there showing something. And what does it show? What does our lives show? Okay? When, when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, you know this scripture very well, I guess, most of you. Uh, he said, when you, when you pray, don't babble on as the Gentiles do. I love that sentence. Don't babble on blah, 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 Okay? In Denmark, they would laugh. Okay, that's all right. Don't babble. Don't babble on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered because of the many words. But it's not like that. It's not because of your many words your prayers are answered. So when you pray, pray like this. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Your, say this with me, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is quite obvious that God's kingdom has to do with his will. When God's kingdom is, when God's kingdom come, his will will be done. So that means that wherever God's will is happening, there we will see the kingdom of God coming. So our job as Christians, followers, followers of Christ, people who imitate Christ, what is that? Well, that is actually to let that kingdom come in our life and from our, out from our lives. Heaven states um, the way things are in heaven is the way things are supposed to be here on earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, in my life, in my family, in our city, as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen? That's a prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Not long prayers, just pray like this, our Father. So when Jesus taught his disciples that kind of prayer, of course it was because that, that was the Father's will. Because everything Jesus did was the will of the Father. So, so, so we, and you probably are familiar with this, but we, we can actually conclude that it is the will of God that he wants, his, it, he wants earth to be like heaven. Hello? I, years ago, I heard people talk about heaven, and they were longing to, I mean, longing, longing after heaven. And, and I understood what they were saying. I heard what they were saying. I understood what they were saying, that it was such a wonderful place, and it was such a beautiful place. Have you ever heard people talk about that? They're longing after heaven. 
But you know what God is longing for? <laughs> he is longing for heaven to come on earth. That's his longing. And do and you know who he's using to get heaven down to earth? Us. Me. So, so we need to get hold of his heart also for our, a city like this, like in Dola. That's what Open Church is all about. Uh, when we talk about the kingdom of God, what is the kingdom of God? What kind of culture is, what, what is the kingdom culture then? What, what is it that we need to reflect, to reflect a kingdom culture? Okay, I'll give you a few things. Uh, if, we lead, if we read uh, Luke chapter 9 and verse 11, the Bible tells us, uh, but the crowds found out where he was going and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God and he healed those who were sick. He welcomed them. He included them. Yes, you're welcome, you're included. He taught them about the kingdom of God and he healed those who were sick. All these three things goes together. An open mind towards everyone. The preaching of the kingdom of God and healing the sick people. The kingdom of God is about that. Healing and restoration goes hand in hand with the kingdom of God. You know, sometimes we need to ask ourselves properly, does my life... Uh, creates life around me. My, does my, the way I live, the way, the way I talk, the way I behave, does that create life in people and in, in my surroundings? Or is it creating something else? How, how, is, how is my presence at my workplace affecting my workplace positively? Hmm? That's a good question, isn't it? How is, how is my presence in my neighborhood, reflecting my, the kingdom of God, how is life being reflected in my neighborhood from my life? It's a good question. Or what about your marriage or your family? How is your marriage? <laughs> Can it be seen in your marriage behind closed doors? Is it obvious that the kingdom of God is there? Is it life being transferred be be between uh, wife and husband, between husband and wife and kids, what kind of atmosphere is there in your home? The atmosphere you create in your home is a direct result of what you are on the inside. If you have a bad atmosphere in your home, you can fake it here in church. But if you have a bad atmosphere in your home, you need today to receive a new touch of Jesus Christ in your life. Because it's your decision, it's my decision, it's our decisions, what kind of atmosphere we, ref we reflect. But whatever we do reflect is what's on the inside of us. You see, God doesn't want us to be perfect. He doesn't look for that. But he wants us to follow Christ, imitate him, and become like him. And when we do that, I tell you, you will have a better marriage. You will not have a perfect marriage but you will have a better marriage. And if both of you are doing that, that would be pretty good, actually. Right? So anyway, still love my wife. We have had fights. Yes, definitely we have. I mean, not fights like 
like that kind of fight, but you know, word fights. And I, I remember my grandfather, he, he said to me, he and his wife, they had never had a fight. I was looking at them, and I, I, I felt like saying, define fight. Define, I mean, are you, do, are you alive? Are you breathing? If we are breathing, if we are alive, we have fight also with people that we are close to. Hello. That's real life. Okay? The problem is not fight or the fight. The problem is if we are not kingdom-minded enough to actually, after the fight, return and say, hey, that was wrong. I'm sorry. If, if, if you see, the kingdom is all about restoration. So, so whenever we blow it <laughs> and we have a fight with somebody, we should be kingdom-minded enough to go back and say, hey, sweetheart, I'm sorry. I'm, or whoever you did it towards, even in your workplace. Okay. That's a kingdom. Yeah? Are you here? Oh, now you're thinking about how, oh, he's so old, man. I can't believe that. He's so old. Okay. So, uh, <clears throat> When Jesus sent out his disciples to preach the gospel, uh, let, me, let me take this scripture as well. Matthew 10, uh, Jesus sent out the 12, the 12 apostles uh, with these instructions. It's up there, yeah? Don't go to the Gentiles uh, or the Samaritans, but only to the people of Israel, God's lost sheep. Go and announce to them, what should they announce to them? That the kingdom of heaven is near. That was the message. Go and tell them the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God is near. And then what? Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. And then the last thing, give it for freely. Give it as freely as you have received it. See, that's also the kingdom. Give it freely. Give it to everyone. This is for all. Jesus is our example. He came. He was for everyone. He gave himself. He was generous. That's why one of our values in open church is generosity. Generous. Being generous. Because that's how Jesus is. Isn't it interesting that when he was sending out his disciples for the first time, he said, what you are to do is to preach the kingdom of God. I believe we need to understand the kingdom of God and we need to understand that the reason we are here as a church in Andola, as open church, is to spread the kingdom of God in Andola. Amen? Every street, every house, every park, everywhere, every school, where you are, where you work, we are here to spread the kingdom of God, not just Sunday morning in a service. Now, here we are together. We get inspired. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's during the week that is where the kingdom of God is being spread. Yeah? The kingdom of God is something people are attracted to. They are eager to get into it. I mean... Would you be eager to get into something where people are healed, the dead are raised, 
those that have demons are set free. Would you be eager to get into a fellowship like that? Yeah, of course. I mean, if you, if you can come to a fellowship where you feel like you are not being burdened, your burdened are lifted off. You don't leave that fellowship with a stronger burden or more conviction of condemnation, but you leave that fellowship, you leave that church set free. That's the kind of church people like to go to. People don't need more burdens, they need more freedom. And that's what Jesus came with to all of us. Amen? Uh, <clears throat> so the kingdom of God, uh, we read in the Bible as well, is not about words, it's about power. Yeah. It's not about words, it's about power. So power, dunamis, dynamites. It's about power. That's the kingdom of God. But there's more to it than that. Because the kingdom of God is also about heart. It's about a different attitude of life. It's about the way you think. It's about the way you talk. It's about us mm, releasing the, the fragrance of the kingdom of God. Um, if somebody, uh, what is Jesus saying? If somebody is hitting you on one side of the cheek, turn the other cheek. Turn, give him the other cheek as well. If somebody wants you to go one mile, go two miles. So what is, what is that? That's a kingdom mentality. That's a kingdom culture. That is, that is to forgive your, those that curse you, to bless those who curse you, to forgive your enemies, to pray for those who, who, who persecute you. The kingdom of God is so different than the, ki that the world's kingdom. The kingdom and mentality of God is totally different. And hey, hello, here we are. We have it. You should be a bit, old, a bit excited. Maybe I'm not expressing it that well in English, but you actually should be excited because you have it. You have it on the inside. It's already there. It's a, but it's another kingdom. It doesn't look like this world. It doesn't cheat. It doesn't lie. It doesn't steal. You can count on it. When they say yes, it's a yes when they say no, it's a no. Why is it like that? Because God is like that. Would you like, listen, would you like God to keep his words to you, his promises? Yeah. It would not be nice if God said, yes, I will be coming, and he didn't show up. Would you like that kind of God? No, exactly. So that's why you and I are supposed to be the same thing. That's why we start meeting on time, if it's not raining too much. Like today. Why? Why? Because we have said to each other, let's meet. We have said yes, and that's why we are coming. That's why we are serving. That's why we are helping. That's why we are not trying to, um, trying to cheat other people so that we can advantage ourselves and they can lose. We try to live a life and in a manner so that everyone around us, they are being enriched and blessed by it. Amen? Amen? Woo. Yes? So the kingdom of God is about your, our thoughts, about our mind, and about the way we speak, and about the way we behave, and the way we talk, and the way we live. It doesn't come from you because you are so brave and you are so fantastic. It comes from the Spirit of God that lives inside of us. 
Okay? Nobody is able actually on their own to reflect the kingdom of God. We has to have it on the inside. After Jesus' uh, uh, resurrection, we read in Acts chapter 1 and verse 3. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. Okay, so you had 40 days and Jesus was showing himself for the disciples. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. Hallelujah. Amen. That's a good word, isn't it? He proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. Hello, friends. Jesus is actually alive. You and I, we haven't seen him. I haven't seen him. I don't know if you have, but I haven't seen him. But I know he's alive. So he convinced the first disciples, hey, hello, I'm alive. I'm not dead. Touch me. Feel it. Okay? And then he talked to, to them about the kingdom of God. Again, we have the kingdom of God. The gospel is not just a nice message about Jesus and you can receive Jesus. Jesus is the center of it all. But it's not just about saying, yes, Jesus, thank you. It's about receiving him in your life and in your heart. 